Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we'll be taking a look at all of the known languages of magical beasts and creatures within the wizarding world of Harry Potter from A to Z. Sadly, there are actually no magical languages that start with A, B, C, D, or even E. In fact, the first language that we'll be taking a look at isn't even really a language at all. Starting us off is the letter F for fairies. Now, surprising as it may be, fairies actually cannot talk, at least not in the human sense. I, for one, would have assumed that they spoke human languages, but of course, without the ability to speak, they do not have any notable language. Instead, this magical creature communicates with other fairies through a series of loud buzzing sounds. This information can be verified in the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Despite its human-like appearance, the fairy cannot speak. It makes a high-pitched buzzing noise to communicate with its fellows. Next up, we have G for giant and gobbledygook. Now, since we're going alphabetically, let's begin with the language of the giants. Within this series, the best opportunity we have to observe a giant is, of course, Hagrid's half-brother, Grawp. And it is through both Grawp and the tribe of giants who Hagrid attempts to form an alliance with that we are given evidence of a giant language, since Hagrid is unable to properly communicate with the tribe and Grawp, and yet they are able to communicate with each other. Proof of a language, or at least some basic form of communication, can also be seen in the use of the giant's term, Gurg, which is the title given to the strongest giant, and therefore leader of a tribe. That said, the name and true functionality of the giant's language is unknown. It's also worth noting that some giants have been reported to speak basic English. The second language starting with G is Gobbledygook, the well-recognized language of the goblin species. Gobbledygook is a widely documented language. For example, it is one of 72 languages Miranda Goshawk's Book of Spells was translated and published in, also proving that it can be written, as well as spoken. Gobbledygook chatter can be heard in Diagon Alley amongst the goblins employed by Gringotts Wizarding Bank. Many of the witches and wizards who have heard it describe it as being a rough and unmelodious tongue, a string of rattling, guttural noises. However, despite it being an unpleasant sounding language, it is indeed a teachable one, meaning that you do not need to be a goblin to speak gobbledygook. We know this to be true because there are several witches and wizards who are, or were, able to speak it, such as Barty Crouch Sr. 
although Barty Crouch Sr. is probably not the most relatable example, since he was somewhat of a language connoisseur and could speak over 200 languages, including Murmish and Troll in addition to Gobbledygook. The next few letters in the alphabet, namely H, I, J, K, and L, are all without a language to share, which brings us to M for Murmish. We first learn about the Murmish language in the Goblet of Fire when Harry speaks to the Mer people who reside in the Great Lake during his participation in the Triwizard Tournament. What we discover through Harry's interactions is that the native language of the Mer people is an incredibly unique one. Due to the fact that Murmish has been purposely adapted for use underwater, it sounds quite different when spoken above water versus below. Underwater, Murmish sounds like a human language, such as when Harry hears it while in the Great Lake and understands the Mer people to be speaking English. But above water, it is completely unrecognizable, sounding like harsh, raspy screeching. Similar to Gobbledygook, Murmish can be talked to non-Mer people, as proven by the fact that Albus Dumbledore was a fluent speaker of the underwater language. It also has a written form, once again proven by the fact that Miranda Goshawk's Book of Spells was also published in Murmish. For our next language, we must once again skip ahead, this time to the letter P, for Parseltongue and Pixie. Parseltongue is one of the better known mystical languages found within the wizarding world of Harry Potter. It is spoken by magical serpentine creatures like the Basilisk, Horned Serpent, or as seen in the Philosopher's Stone, a regular old snake. Parseltongue has a unique cadence to it and, as you may expect, sounds a lot like the hissing noises of a snake. Any human that has the ability to speak Parseltongue is known as a Parselmouth, and it's interesting to note that this particular language is a skill that is very much hereditary, with the most obvious exception, of course, being Harry Potter, which can be explained by the fact that he was one of Voldemort's Horcruxes. Speaking of which, just about every known Parselmouth is a descendant of Salazar Slytherin, including the Gaunt family and Lord Voldemort himself. Those particularly skilled in speaking Parseltongue can do so without the presence of snakes. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A rather fun fact about Parseltongue is that Francis J. Nolan, professor of phonetics at the University of Cambridge, created an actual language to represent Parseltongue in the films. Another magical creature with its own unique form of communication is the pixie. Although there isn't much documented on an official language, it's not impossible that one exists. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them explains that pixies produce a high-pitched jabbering intelligible only to other pixies. In my opinion, this leaves the door open for that jabbering to be a form of structured communication. Moving right along past Q, we come to R for runes. Runes is a particularly unique language in that it is only known in its written form. There is no verbal counterpart. It consists entirely of symbols referred to as the runic language, which has its own alphabet. The language is taught as an advanced course for sixth years at Hogwarts, the study of ancient runes. You may also remember seeing it in the series inscribed within Dumbledore's pensive and in the children's book, The Tales of Beedle the Bard. 
Last but not least, we skip past S to T for Troll. According to the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, trolls generally converse in grunts that appear to constitute a crude language, though some have been known to understand and even speak a few simple human words. We don't have much else to go on in terms of the troll's language, considering the only troll we meet in the Philosopher's Stone is without any fellow comrades. Now, if you're anything like me, this list of languages may have you feeling a little put out. Surely there are more than that. Well, for you, and let's be honest, very much for myself, I've also compiled a secondary list of magical creatures and beings who have the ability to speak human languages, starting with the Acromantulas. These are the giant spiders found in the Forbidden Forest that brought Ron's nightmares to life. They are incredibly intelligent and have the ability to speak. Combine those two and you have enormous talking spiders. Yikes. Centaurs. I mean, this seems pretty obvious, considering this magical being's upper body is that of a human. If I'm being honest, I'm more surprised by the fact that they don't have their own language. Or do they? Dwarves. Again, nothing groundbreaking here, but worth noting. In the Chamber of Secrets, we see dwarves delivering Valentine's messages around Hogwarts at the request of Professor Gilderoy Lockhart. A little odd, but at the very least, it shows they speak English. Similar to centaurs, I'm somewhat surprised that they don't have a language of their own. Gnomes. Ah, gnomes. Odd little buggers, aren't they? In the Wizarding World, gnomes are garden pests that are common in North America and Northern Europe. The Weasley family seems to have somewhat of a gnome problem at the burrow, as they can be heard swearing in the garden, in English. House Elves I suppose due to the relationship between house elves and wizard kind, it should come as no surprise that they speak human languages and not one of their own. That said, the grammatical errors with which they speak does suggest that perhaps they do, or did, have a language of their own. Perhaps it has been lost throughout the centuries of indentured servitude, or maybe it never existed at all. The Jarvi This magical creature is not seen in the Harry Potter series at all, but we know from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that it is essentially a large ferret that can talk. Apparently, it also has the rare ability to teach itself human languages. Leprechauns This will shock no one. Leprechauns can speak human languages. No, no, please hold your applause. I know, my greatest theory yet. Manticores Similar to centaurs and they are part human, part beast, manticores are an incredibly dangerous magical creature that has the head of a human, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. Plus, it can speak. The Sphinx This magical creature is capable of human speech, but, as we see in the Goblet of Fire, will only talk in puzzles or riddles. Velas The last magical being on our list today is the Vela. These are beautiful female humanoid magical creatures with white gold hair and moon-bright skin. Avila's appearance will change when they are angry, but all that to say is that they can definitely speak human languages. After all, Fleur de la Cour was part Vila. And with that, we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? Did I miss any languages or magical creatures capable of human speech? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.